Hello and welcome to the Idiot Book Nook. My name is Blazewing, my pronouns are they, them. I am the Reading Dragon and my pronouns are she, her. My name is Lady Punnett, my pronouns are primarily she, her, sometimes they, them. Today is a whatever floats your boat kind of day. It's a spicy kind of day. It is a spicy kind of day. <laughs> and I'm pretty shy, my pronouns are she, her, the grip! Her pronouns are grim. Her pronouns are grim today. But like, ow. Her pronouns are looking rather grim today. Yeah, uh, yeah. And we're talking about the uh, about the thief from the Queen's Thief series by Megan Whalen Turner. We're discussing chapter eleven today. But before we get into that. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can do so at lanktr.ee slash idiotabooknook. You'll be able to find links to our podcast, to our YouTube, to all of our individual socials, and all of that. Don't let the demons out. If. Hmm. What are we thinking about chapter 11? We fucking called it! Yes, you did. We <laughs> fucking called it with Embiades being a traitor, and we were right. He's the one that ate the food, and there were other hints. Like I didn't even think about the comb because I honestly yeah. thought, oh, maybe this is like one of the few things yeah, that he that managed he, like, to took save. from home or something, right? Well, yeah, no, like I fucking knew it. It was that too much of a coincidence. I am. Deeply saddened by the loss of Paul, though. Yeah, and I will I've... admit, I got teary-eyed when Sophos was talking about it. I kept it together, but he didn't see a body. Okay, good point. Okay, no you know body what? was shown. We're gonna use so supernatural I... rules on this one. No body, no death. No body, no death. <laughs> I forgot that's what happened to Paul, though. Like, him kind of going down with everyone. That is such a Paul thing to do, though. Yeah. Like, this just proves that he's, like, a paladin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, it was... And I am very, like... Yeah, okay. I, I mean, like... The Magus, obviously, still... Like, he's... It's. I don't think it's so much that he's changed so much as we're getting the full spectrum of his personality, of what is the persona that he has to wear for everything and who he is, I suppose. Um, and apparently he's a guy that's willing to recognize his mistakes and apologize, which is a pretty big deal. Nice. Because he could have just gone the whole, like, you know, I was only, you know, acting according to the information I had, right? He could have mm -hmm. easily and gone that way. And he also tried to cut a deal with the queen to save Jin. Which, good on him. Even if Jin's like, yeah, nah, man, I'm not working for you. You you shady. And that's why I didn't expect, though, that he wouldn't want to work for the queen and that she's a shady person. Because that's the first time that's mentioned, I think. <laughs> it's the first time that we've gotten any inclination that Jen felt any kind of way, one way or another, about her. Which is weird, but... The only thing we know about her, because this is like the first time we're hearing mention about her, like in a bit more depth, is that she's very beautiful, but she is not known for being kind. 
And she acknowledges that. Like, so first of all, girl boss moment, like, yeah, I know I'm not kind. And? Just like, I can appreciate antagonists that knows they're not a good person. I can appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. Also, the way she sounds, like, yes, queen. Walk into there like you own the place that you actually do in your robes that are, like, probably worth as much as a small fortune in a house. Walk in there like you own the place, which you do. So, yeah, <laughs> take that. <laughs> I, I'm definitely curious to see how this... So, did they essentially just accidentally do a big giant U-turn? They just went, Wee! I think so. Although, wait, yes and no. wait. I wish so, this book had a... Does this book come with a map of, like, the yes, country and stuff? Yes. Yeah, yes, it does. It's at oh. the front of the book. And the oh, back okay. of the book. Guys. Check that out. What? So, so for those of you... I, I, going back to the clothes for a second, because I just remembered something. Um, so, for those of you in Twitch who don't know this, I'm a seamstress. I also do embroidery and sewing and knitting and all that, but that's not completely relevant Jin said that the velvet felt nice but the embroidery was scratchy yeah yeah that was weird that was so, a weird so thing that, to catch that is a weird thing to catch so here's the thing I'm thinking they might have used a different material for the embroidery but here's the thing for a woman of her standing she should have like top notch embroidery of like silks and velvets <clears throat> Scratchy tells me it could be made of like a wool and not even like a top quality wool. Unless it's Why? a specific unless it's a specific kind of material that uh she had on purpose. That's true too. But a queen of that standing having to wear this. Like if I was a queen, I would not stand to wear anything scratchy. Cause especially because it sounds like that where she's from, she's like the head honcho she's in charge she doesn't have to like appease no man and if i was a queen i would want the best of the best i would want things that make my skin feel like butter she definitely strikes me as the she doesn't do anything without purpose mm -hmm. and so if for whatever reason it, it could just be that it's like because like he said like she's dressed to remind people of like the old gods right so it could just be that it's a specific material for like ritual perspective oh. i'm wondering if maybe her country isn't doing well financially that's the other and option. she went full out on the velvet but had to like skim on the embroidery that's my thinking which is quite what's, what's your thought what's your thought blaze i'm looking for something give me one second okay Also, she tried to perceive all motherly, but did anyone else, before Jin even said anything, get kind of icky vibes from her? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, like she kind of reminds me of that girl that tried to say she was more beautiful than Aphrodite. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just like, she's trying to imitate the gods, and I get it. Like, the ancient Egyptians would do that because they're like, the pharaoh is the personification of Ra. Yeah. Or things like that. But it's it's like, it, it's weird. 
Are we sure she's actually the queen? What? That Are... the person he saw was actually the queen and not... I think the Magus would have known. Because he's been setting up would that he? marriage for a while. Would he? I think so. Has... Jen, he... Jen, Jen's in the eyes of the gods right now. They're spotlighting him. True. The temple's been washed was... away. The gods have left their previous spot. We don't know where they are. We don't have eyes on them. Their their last home is gone. True. They she could. I I see where you're going, and it's a possibility. Explain to the ADHD brain that has not catched up. What where are you going? What if Jen's being followed a little more closely by the gods than he thought? That what you think the queen was a for a god? reason? Look what happened when they Are... snuck out. They're sitting here, they're standing there having full on fucking conversations, and the description we get is there seems to be a bubble of silence around us. It's the horses all over again. That's what I was thinking. It's the horses it. all over again. However, Are you are you suggesting that maybe this queen of Atolia was actually one of the goddesses? I mean, it's not outside the realm of possibility. It's a theory. A game theory. Uh, speaking, hey. of, speaking of which, MatPat is retiring as of March 9th. Yeah, I saw that. He, in fairness, as sad as I am to hear that, good for him because mm -hmm. he's been doing this since 2011. Yeah. And, and he years. deserves a chance to just like sit down and play video games with his wife without like and child anyways and child but back to our conversation um so she visits uh-huh she sees jen in the cell they have a brief exchange not exactly a pleasant exchange then she's like <laughs> you know get a doctor to look at him or something, get a healer to look at him. And suddenly he's no longer in the cell. He gets out of the cell or he gets out of whatever room he's in and goes looking for their belongings. Can't find his clothes, but the Magus's brooch, the comb and his lock picking kit are all sitting there nice and pretty for him to find. At which point he goes and blows out the torches. He unlocks the doors. They have an entire conversation while they're leaving the fort while they're riding across the bridge without anybody noticing they just barely managed to get across the river and foil the plans of those guys uh the soldiers it's, you telling me it's like that's all just coincidence it's like they were rolling for advantage for everything and they couldn't stop rolling for advantage until they got beyond a certain Not role. just rolling for advantage, rolling nat 20s. Yeah. yeah. That yeah, doesn't and then, happen. And then, like, the gods just granting them pass without a trace. The bubble of silence. Yeah, that... That's... There's something we're not seeing here. This is twice now this has happened since he's been in the temple. And there was also that, so the the scar that he's now has on his cheek, he said that it reminded of a, him of a particular shape and that that was Feather. actually significant. Because it was the god of thieves Eugenides sign of approval. Yeah. So there's, I mean, we, we know that the gods are, are 
we know that the gods are watching him. They've been watching him since he left Sunus, whether or not they wanted to tell him or not. Yeah. It's how much are they getting involved and to what extent that is. I think that we're still unsure about. We've agreed that this whole area is taking like heavy inspiration from the Greeks, right? The Middle East, yeah, because the Middle East tales—they're all Greek. retellings of older tales. They all mm-hmm. come from the same tales originally. Yeah, so I am more familiar with the Greek persuasion. Percy Jackson fan. Still, I'm waiting for all the episodes and the uh, Disney to be like released before I start watching them and critiquing them. Uh, but so typically the gods in that pantheon were very wary about how they could interact they could interact indirectly there were like loosish rules Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. i wouldn't say loosish but there were rules you just they didn't apply to everyone the same way (laughs) yeah except for zeus zeus just didn't give a fuck he wanted to fuck no he gave the fucks we Um, we... but We've mentioned this before, just before we get back on track. We've mentioned this before. The entirety of Greek mythology is Zeus stuck his dick in the world. But back to my point. Um, So with the Greek pantheon, typically there was a rule that the gods cannot directly interfere with the ways of mortals. They could indirectly do it like Poseidon just like helping a ship get a little bit faster to an area by making the seas and the storm subside. Things like that. This is where the book's gods are definitely taking a nope. And like, there's no way for this to happen unless a bunch of gods were like, did not communicate with one another. Like, oh yeah, we're going to like do this. I'm going to make it so the guards are really focused on this. I'm going to make it so like everyone's having the best sleep of their life or the best sex so they're not paying attention to anything. I'm going to make it so that the river gets a little bit rougher when they pass by this certain point. They're, they're directly interfering with a bunch of stuff. Which, which I have... I have mixed feelings about it because it makes sense from a story perspective, especially since we've already said, oh, yeah, the gods have had an eye on gens for a very long time. But it feels a bit like a deus ex machina right now. Hmm. Like, like, don't get me wrong. Amazing storytelling. I'm loving how it's going. It would have been a bit better if there was like chances where it almost seems like something's going wrong. Mm-hmm. And then a little thing happens, like a guard's about to turn down an alley and see them, only for there to be like a crash or something happening a few blocks over that he runs to go investigate. Or something like that. It's. That might just be me being a bit nitpicky about it, though. Because I do also acknowledge that it might also be that I feel like the pacing suddenly taking a left turn, because. We already talked about, like, the first six chapters of this book was literally just them walking. Yeah. And all of a sudden, two chapters away, they're meeting the queen. They have this big escape heist happen. They're crossing bridges. They're going over rivers. They're, two of our characters have died. It's... it's it's it's. It feels like this it's, chapter it's, could have been split in two. Yeah. 
I think it, I think probably more could have been given to details if they had been split into like two different events, you know, like the things in the castle and then the escape. Mm -hmm. Just, just, just maybe like that. I think it feels like a lot happened in one chapter, which don't get me wrong. I love thick chapters because then it gives us more to talk about. But the downside to thick chapters is sometimes unless you get the pacing very good or you follow the pacing of the book, it feel it can sometimes feel a bit jam-packed. Yeah. And it does kind of make me worry of how much is going to get packed into the last chapter. Mm-hmm. This in here doesn't have a poker face dragon. Stop it. Carried by, carried by, no, you carried my poker face. I hate to tell you, yes, but you I are can. you are a lot more readable than you like to think you are. Oh yeah. I wear my heart on my sleeve. I don't fucking hide that shit. And I never claimed to have a poker face. In fact, I like the reactions that I get out of you from not doing poker face. It also shows through when you're DMing, because then we can usually tell if something's about to happen, or if we do something completely unexpected, like <clears throat> when I decide, like whenever Briar would pull pranks and stuff, or or things, and just completely. Yeah, so even now we can see it on your face as you're thinking about it. Yep. Just yeah. all um, the things. I I definitely like. I'm glad that we were given explanations, though, as to, like, what some of the hinky shit was with Ambiety's. Um, I mean, yeah, we totally called it, but it was nice to be like, yes, you are right, and these are the things that he is responsible for. Yep. But that's pretty much all I got for this chapter. Ambiety's is a little dick. And I wonder, so here's the thing. We acknowledge that Ambiades was a traitor. Were the rest of his family in on it? Or was this a just the dad, just the son thing? Like, will. Okay, but is the dad going to get in trouble for this? No. Nah. Is this a one person does something terrible and now the rest of you must suffer for it type situation like in some I don't media? Think, I, I don't think so, no. And I, I think if anything, uh, by what we've by what we were hearing, I, I don't think his family would give a hoot if he got himself in trouble. Basically at this to hang dry. Yeah, no, at this point the family is like not even worth paying attention to because of how low their status went that for their son to have done this stupid thing and then just die over it it's like well he did a stupid he shouldn't have done stupid stupid you gotta be tough (laughs) yep he decided to be dumb and he got himself killed over it Blaze, what's with that face, Blaze? What's going on in your mind? I can't talk about it. Why not? Did you go ahead? Sure did. Damn it. Blaze wing! <laughs> what did we talk about? <laughs> Listen here, you. In, in this story, I was supposed to be the only one that knew what happened to Head because I had already read it several years ago. 
Yeah, well, we're we're coming up on the last chapter, so. I will stand by my point, though, that unless there is a body, there is no death. Supernatural rules. So yeah, Ambiades can stay dead. Mm-hmm. We don't care about Ambiades in this house, but Paul, until otherwise stated, until his body is on a pyre, dying the hero's death that he des- giving the hero's burial that he deserves, he is alive. And probably has like a broken foot or something and being a grumpy puss about it. But he is fine. <laughs> On his way home to his wife and kids. On his way home. Yeah. To, well, no, probably not to his li- wife and kids, but probably to like the king to explain the situation. And like they have to launch a rescue mission and then on his way home to his, well, no. Then on the way to Sophos's dad to explain the situation. Then on the way to his wife and kids because he is very honor bound. Mm-hmm. Mm. Honestly, I think he'd be the kind of guy who would not go home until he got back, Sophos back. Yeah, probably. Because I don't think his, his Sophos' dad would be too pleased if he came back without Sophos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I picture his wife is like, you do what you gotta do, babe. I got this all covered here. Yeah, pretty much. Being a badass mama. Even though we didn't know he was married until, like, this chapter. Yeah. Well, because he didn't really talk about it, and Sophos was the only one that kind of knew, and he was like, I'm gonna have to tell them! Poor Sophos, man. Yeah, that, poor Sophos. Poor little cinnamon roll, just... <sighs> he needs a cookie oh, yeah. after all of this, and some oh, chalky yeah. milk. Yeah, he needs a... No, he just needs a vacation cookie. under his paper country. Yeah. <laughs> that, too. Just let him spend the year... At the villa with his apricot tree and his little sisters. Okay. Zeus, I need you to not Um, do shit. What else do we have for this chapter? Um. Zeus. So let's talk about the Magnus for a little bit. And like his. We don't. I don't know if we can call it character development or if that's just a character that's always been there but he hasn't shown. But, like Critter said, he acknowledges, yeah, I fucked up. I may have jumped to conclusions. Yep. I'm sorry for that. I'm going to do everything in my power, though, to make this up to you. Because I saw what you did. We treated you like a piece of shit the whole time. You yep. still did your best to give us a chance to get away. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And I commend that kind of character. I appreciate that kind of person that can like own up to their mistakes and be like, I'm gonna do everything in my power to make sure like you I can't guarantee you'll like get a great life, but at least you'll be alive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, and I think given like it was very unexpected given what he'd shown of his character so far. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it, it was a very pleasant surprise for once. Cause I, I would have fully expected him to like very much throw Jen under the bus for this one. And well he tried to at first. Yeah. But it's I think once he realized the gravity of his mistakes, like he actually actively tried to fix it, which is pretty commendable. Yeah. I agree. It was in those moments he knew he had fucked up. <laughs> oh god, Jen, I'm so sorry. What have I done? And he still has this goal of like trying to unite 
all these people. And I at first thought, <laughs> oh, this is like a self-centered thing. He wants to like move up the ranks, have bragging rights. No, he's like, there's a big danger. We need to be united when this danger comes. And that can only happen through marriage. You know what he reminds me of now that that you bring that up? How many people watch mm. Game of Thrones? I, I do. The Tyrion? spider. No, the spider. Oh! Oh! So, you're yeah. not wrong. Yeah. Yeah, because so his thing was, like, oh. protecting against the greater evil, which would be the whites and uh, the those beyond the wall. Yeah. He was a, like, I care about humanity. <laughs> I want humans to live. Yes. I may not like you humans, but I need you to live. So that way I can continue doing my shit. I like it here. <laughs> Almost like Peter Quill in a way. Yeah. Why do you care what happens in the universe? Because I live, live here. here. Because I'm one of the idiots that live here. So he's giving me very like lawful neutral vibes. Yeah. He has yeah. his own agenda. He wants things to go a certain way, but he has his own code of ethics to follow. Yeah, that tracks. Yeah. But I think that's... Yeah, I don't think I can think of anything else. Is traumatized. Pardon? Sophos is traumatized. Oh, he... He should have he should have figured that he was going to get himself traumatized at the beginning of this whole spiel. The Magus, Jen, and Sophos are the mm -hmm. three remaining individuals. Yep. They started out not really liking each other, not really getting along, not really understanding where the other were uh, where the others were coming from um but except so they, they Sophos wanted everyone to get along <laughs> they learned to survive together because they had to mm -hmm. and then they get captured after their objective has been completed and then lost and suddenly the magus is like we have to get along otherwise we are not going to survive this and we have to put up a united front Oh, something else mentioned this chapter. Mm. Atolia, Edis, and Sunis all have mm -hmm. to join ranks. Otherwise, they are not going to survive the onslaught from the encroaching kingdoms. I'm seeing a bit of a mirror here. Yeah. I had the same thought. Jin? Pardon? Jin was from Edis, isn't he? Because he kept correcting them in the pronunciation and, like, being very offended that they were insulting the old gods. So isn't he from Edis originally? Uh, I can't, rem can't remember. I think Dragon. so, but yeah, not sure. Dragon, is Jin originally from Edis? I believe so. Alright, I'm going to do a Google search. Where's, Sun uh, where's uh, Selfos from? Let me um, So, I'll look up Jin. Let me see uh, here. Let me do a quick Google search. I'm, I'm Googling. I got it. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay, so he has... I gotta be careful, like, where, how far... 
He was born in the mountain country of Edis. Yep, there we go. So that's right. Jin. And I'll look up Sophos now. I'm looking at Sophos. Yeah, the half nephew oh. of King of the King of Sunus. So he's from Sunus. No, he was the nephew of the king. Yes, exactly what I just said. Half nephew. One half nephew. Let me take a look. Just make sure we don't have any spoilers. I'm I'm not. trying not to. Give me a second. Are you looking up the Magus now? I'm trying to find out where he's from, but I don't know if we have information on him. I don't think it's ever been mentioned. I assumed he was from Sunus as well, since he's like there. Uh... Nope, he's also from Sunus. Okay. So we don't have anyone from Atolia, which makes it, sense. They just left there. It was a thought. Just a random thought. On that note, I think this is a good place to wrap up this discussion for today. Before that, I have a theory now. What's that? This is called the Queen's Thief series. Yes. yes. Edis doesn't have a queen. Or no, sorry. Edis does have a queen. No. Atolia yeah. has a queen. Yes. Sunus does not have a queen. Correct. The whole point of this mission was to find out the rock, or at the very least, what it looked like, so they could get Atolia's queen to marry the king. Because of the whole, like, thing. So, the I think, my theory is, they're going to make this rock, or they're going to find this rock, and it's going to, like, appear for Jin or whatever. And the queen's still going to get Jin as a thief. The only downside is she unfortunately has to swallow her pride and marry Sunus's king. Interesting theory. Because <clears throat> there's no queen, and I, I don't know how it could be the queen's series unless the king is like a drag queen. And I don't know if they would acknowledge that here. Or if it's like, oh, it's like a mere, it's like, oh no, it's. Oh, 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 another theory. Another theory. He becomes the thief to the queen of the gods. You mean, um, Hephaestia? Yep. Interesting theory. Mm-hmm. Because she's the only other queen that's mentioned besides for the Aetolian queen who we don't got a name for. Yeah. On that note, we want to thank you for joining us for this episode of the Idiot Book Nook. Thank you. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can do so at lanktr.ee slash idiotbooknook. You'll be able to find links to our podcast, to the YouTube, to the Twitch, to all of our individual socials. Don't forget to check out the new VTM stuff coming down the line, Vampire the Masquerade, um, which is up on the YouTube. For this episode of IBN, I'm Blaze. I am the Reading Dragon. I'm Lady Punnett. And I'm Critter Shy. And we'll see you next episode.
Bye. Bye. Bye.